0: Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hugan, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, good morning. This is the Gospel for Life, and we actually have the full crew in today. Jonathan's with us. Jonathan, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing great. It's good to be back. And you are pastor over at Dayspring, Dayspring Reform Church. Uh, dayspringboise.com.
1: You can find us on the web. And, and just a real quick note um, for all those concerned about us. We are so far apart, um, social distancing, that we can barely see one another. So... Um, we're all safe right here in the in the studio. Well, we have those noodle helmets. Yep. Did you guys see those pictures in Germany? Yeah. yeah. The, yep. the,
0: the, that cafe that opened up, they had to wear those pool noodle pool helmets noodle. that went in every direction that stopped you from touching people. Well, we so
2: don't just have visualize, noodle visualize that as yeah. we're having yeah. this conversation <laughs> this morning.
1: <laughs> but I think Phil was
3: going to actually say something important. Hey, uh, well, no. <laughs> I was going to try, but uh, the, the moment is the moment passed. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> well we have been um kind of going through the book of psalms here the last several episodes and i think it's been so helpful for um my own soul um if our listeners are unaware there are five books in the psalms um that's kind of separated out thematically a bit and we are squarely in um psalm or the, uh, book four and we're gonna look at psalm 92 today and uh, the subtitle is so great because uh, this actually says it's a song for the Sabbath. Now you refer to it as a subtitle,
2: and you know you might say it's a superscription over the psalm. and In fact, in the Hebrew Bible, the superscriptions are actually the first verse of the of that passage. And so that's why you know a Jewish Bible and a Christian Bible have a different numbering. they're mm. off by one. And, it's, and I think it's interesting to note these superscriptions. I would say they're inspired. The Lord certainly used it um, when he references uh, the psalm speaking David says. The only way that would be reflected was it was part of that superscription. Hmm. So I think it's kind of important to know that uh, this is not just uh, some editor writing a, you know, an idea of what the psalm is. The fact that some of the psalms don't even have these superscriptions, which, if somebody was editing
0: after the fact, you would think they would put yeah.
2: something on all of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. That's super helpful. Thanks for, thanks for saying that, Jonathan. Well, before we look at the trees of the forest, let's try to understand the forest itself. How are we supposed to understand this when the superscription says a, a song for the Sabbath? What should we infer from that?
3: Well, that this is a, a hymn in, intended for Sabbath worship, uh, the, the weekly seventh day. And, of course, in, the, in Old Testament times, the, the Sabbath is the, the seventh day, and on that day you shall do no work, and it's devoted to the Lord. Uh, and this psalm is written specifically. Uh, you can, obviously, it can be read, and you can be blessed by it any day, but it's written specifically for the gathering of God's people in worship.
2: And Derek Kidner said, uh, this song for the Sabbath is proof enough, if such were needed, that the Old Testament Sabbath was a day not only for rest, but for corporate worship. Mm. Uh-huh. So, it, so it's set apart for worship. Mm-hmm.
1: It's and interesting that um, we talked about the, the title, um, verse 1 of the Hebrew Bible, but in the Greek translation of the Old Testament, so the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, New Testament written in Greek, but there was a Greek translation of the Old Testament known as the Septuagint, um, and that would have been the Greek or the Old Testament used by many Jews even in the, the first century when Jesus was alive. So that's why sometimes you get these quotes in the New Testament, and you think, well, that's not quite what the Old Testament was saying. Well, it is in the, in the Greek translation. In the Greek translation, they actually added a psalm for each day of the week, so this is the only one that has that was not inserted like Jonathan was saying earlier, but in the Greek translation of the Old Testament, um, the first day of the week was Psalm 24, the second day was Psalm 48, the third was Psalm 82, the fourth was Psalm 94, the fifth was Psalm 81, the sixth was Psalm 93. And then this one was the seventh, or the song for the Sabbath.
2: So, would you say that that was that in the Septuagint, you truly did have an editor?
1: That was <laughs> an editor putting yeah, that in where, there. There's where, no where this,
2: where this would have been different.
1: This would be different. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and read it.
0: Um, starts out this way: "It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night." to the music of the lute and the harp and to the melody of the lyre for you o lord have made me glad by your work at the works of your hands i sing for joy how great are your works o lord your thoughts are very deep the stupid man cannot know and the fool cannot understand this that though the wicked sprout like grass and all evil doers flourish they are doomed to destruction forever but you o lord Are on high forever. For behold, your enemies, O Lord. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All evildoers shall be scattered. But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. You've poured over me fresh oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the doom of my evil assailants. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They're planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of the Lord. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness
1: in him. I think one of the the wonderful things about this is right up front in those first four verses, you see really, um, I think, at least two main things that come out. The first is that... It's the idea that the whole day is set apart um, to the Lord and for worship. Um, I declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night. Mm -hmm. Um, This is actually one of the, uh, the key verses for denominations or federations like my own that have a morning and evening worship. Right. Um it's the idea that we're starting the day and ending the day in worship to God. Um now I'm not saying that that's the only way that that verse is interpreted or should be interpreted, but I do think that the verse is saying at at least at the base level that the whole day is the Lord's. Yes. Um and whether you extend from that that it has to be begun and ended with evening and morning worship, that's a different story, but at least the whole day is set apart for the mm-hmm. Lord. But second, it's a day of joy. It's a day of delight. It's it's not, it's not a day that's mundane and 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 one of drudgery and to, to look at and say, oh oh, it's Sunday again. I can't do anything that I want to do. Um, and the opening part of this psalm is saying, no, it's a delight. It's a joy. It's it's a it's a, a pleasure to. Set a whole day aside for God.
2: It's, it's not just saying that. It's the people coming together to say that. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the sense, you know, they didn't get, they didn't go into this holy convocation uh, to be told that. They came in there because of that. There's mm-hmm. a, th- that draws us to come together. Most of us who have been um, absent from our churches during this coronavirus thing um, actually feel that whole that gravity we want to be in that place of worship corporately together and this is one of those great um psalms for public gathering here and like you said those first four verses uh, particularly point to the delight in um in just being together in that way it just exudes delight uh, this the second section which begins in verse six you know talks about the stupid man or the the senseless man and uh, he doesn't get this he doesn't understand it in fact well we read in the new testament spiritual things are spiritually discerned so there's a sense in which we don't we don't make corporate worship for the senseless man um when he comes in he's supposed to recognize that god is in our midst mm-hmm. you know but um, we haven't dialed it down to his level right, right. um and and this tells us that the senseless man, you know, the fool this cannot understand this, you know. Um, he, and because of that, they're doomed to destruction, it says. There's a, you know, it's telling us there are two kinds of people in this world. You
3: know? mm-hmm.
2: There are those that understand the things of
3: God and those that don't. Yeah. Yes. I want to go back, I want to go back to the beginning. Um, and that, that opening phrase, it is good. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. and. and Doesn't everybody want to know what what is good in life? Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about living the good life, and we tell our kids, everybody tells their kids, be good. What is good? How do you define that? How do you know what is good and beautiful and true? And and I'm sure you guys remember... um, what uh, conan the barbarian said about what is good in oh, life oh
0: i'm i'm sitting on pins and needles yeah, now yeah <laughs> it's
3: it's weird i i actually don't I, d- I don't remember yeah one of the great classic films of all time uh, <laughs> conan the barbarian uh, starring arnold schwarzenegger uh, he was sitting around the campfire one night and he said what is good in life to see your enemies driven before you and to hear the lamentations of his women this is good Now, that's nonsense, of course, and I'm being funny, but the psalm is raising a very, very serious question. What is good? Mm -hmm. And here's what's good, to worship God. Mm -hmm. It is good to give thanks, and specifically to give thanks, it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing Praises to your name, O most high. Mm-hmm. And the believer knows this. And, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jonathan was reading on in the psalm a minute ago, the stupid person or the senseless person, and, and it's not being insulting, calling it stupid. It's just mean, meaning spiritually. Dense. The spiritually <laughs> dense person or the or the, the, the one who's, who, who, whose soul has not been brought to life by the saving work of God. Mm-hmm. Um, this is lost on them, but the believer knows this that the best thing in life is to give thanks to the lord and to sing the praises of the most high there's nothing better than being in worship with the people of god and uh, and to sing his praises this contrary to conan this is what's good in life Mm -hmm. amen well well,
2: you know in the in this as a psalm for the sabbath day i think it's important this is not just uh, this is not just hebrew worship this is not old testament This actually affects us as well. Um, As uh, one of the early church fathers, John Christosom, said, he said, We Christians are as much as least obligated to God as the Jews were. Our grace is greater, our promise is clearer, and therefore our righteousness should every way exceed theirs. Our homage to Almighty God should be paid as frequently at least. And he's reminding us, you know, it's not just because... Christ has come doesn't mean we um, cease to worship him and have a day set apart for him we we have more reason than ever to do that that's right
1: I mean the idea of the book of Hebrews is that right now on this side of eternity we w- have one day set apart to the Lord um, but someday we'll have an eternal Sabbath right. that what our, our Sundays ought to be here is what our eternity will be um, that will be full of praise and worship and song and joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is that if we are those that experience this weekly resting in all of who God is, the end of the Psalm says that we'll age well, um, we'll age as those that are vibrant, are full of life, are full of, of vitality and, and full of God. Yeah. Um, and you see so many people not age well um, but I think the secret to aging well is to delight in God, to, de- to rest in Him, to really take a, a day every week to-, to fully say, I'm going to spend it in God's presence and worship Him.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen.